This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Hope Lives Friday side notes. Uh, On Fridays, we're going to delve into some side notes. And what are side notes? They may be historical issues that I want to deal with that give you a biblical perspective. It might be something economic, might be something from the Bible, might be some symbolism from the Bible, or it might even just be some ideas, philosophical, maybe even scientific that interest me and that I think the Bible either speaks to or they shed light on scripture and allow you to understand and see scripture in uh, maybe a new, a different, a more in-depth way than you saw it before. So uh, Friday Side Notes is a uh, dealer's choice type situation for me in that I am going to just give you information that is important. Today on Side Notes, I want to deal with a phrase that you'll hear me use oftentimes as I'm dealing with scripture and talking about different ideas or understandings, and especially when we're studying the Bible and we're trying to make direct application to uh, our lives, I'll use the phrase, a hill to die on. And I'll say, I'll say something like, that's not a hill to die on, or you need to listen carefully. This is a hill to die on. And what I'm talking about is I'm talking about fundamental uh, principles that we find in scripture that cause us to be who we are. It causes causes us to be Christians. It, it is uh, a group of beliefs, a group of understandings, a group of theological ideas that to make us the church, that make us believers in Jesus Christ. And uh, they're understandings that if you uh, breach them, well, you, you've uh, left what is understood as orthodox Christianity, which is Christianity at its core, the very basics of Christianity. And if you remove one of those hills to die down or one of those orthodoxies, you uh, remove the essence of the Christian faith. And when I say this is a hill to die on, what I'm saying is this is a very important principle. It's one of those principles that you've got to figure out and understand as being fundamental to the way things. And usually these principles are uh, so fundamental that they're necessary for you to understand, for you to uh, live by, for you to believe, and for you to uh, walk in. Because if you don't, well, the truth is you just really don't understand Christianity. You don't understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You don't understand really ultimately what the revelation of Jesus Christ in it is. Each one of these hills to down is what I'd call it. And it's from the idea of if you're going to hold a hill and uh, in a battle, some hills are very important to hold because they govern the battlefield. They decide the victor or the uh, loser of a battle. Uh, I think of the Battle of Gettysburg and Little Round Top. It was held by the Union Army. It's held by the uh, Northern Army. And because the Southern Army could not take that hill, they ended up losing the battle and losing the war. 
And so in the uh, Civil War, I guess the most important hill to down was Little Round Top at Gettysburg. And so also when we're dealing with these fundamentals of the Christian faith, we understand that they come from the revelation of Jesus Christ in his word. They come from God's word and uh, they're spelled out in God's word and they're necessary in God's word. And so when you hear me say, this is a hill to down, what I'm saying is this is a fundamental orthodoxy of Christianity. You go, what are some of the hills to down? And I've got a way of saying, showing you that. Back in, in the first part of the church, when the church was being organized, after the Roman Empire became Christian under Constantine, they had ecumenical councils, which means they had the leaders of the churches in the different areas of the world come together. And those councils were mainly for the purpose of laying out what is the Word of God and what's not, deciding on books of the Bible, New Testament books of the Bible, and what would be a part of the Bible. And that's important because there were books that were considered, but those books had something in them which conflicted with the rest of Scripture, conflicted with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, conflicted with the book of Romans, the book of Hebrews. And so those books were rejected as not being the Word of God, not being inspired by the Holy Spirit, not being infallible. And the books of the New Testament are generally speaking, they're written, well, they're not generally speaking, they're written by contemporaries of Jesus Christ. Every book in the New Testament is written by someone who lived during the life of Jesus Christ, their, their author or the person who inspired them. And you go, what do you mean by that? The book of Luke is inspired by the apostle Peter. It's written by Dr. Luke, but it's really Peter's gospel and Paul's gospel. The, Luke of, the book of Mark is Peter's gospel. It's inspired by Peter. Peter is the one who wrote it, and John Mark is the one who wrote it down for Peter. And so all the books of the New Testament are written by contemporaries of Jesus Christ, meaning they're written by people who were alive and heard the teaching and saw the works of Jesus Christ. They're also written those who were called by him and those who he met with after he was resurrected. Even the book of James, which is written by the brother of Jesus, his actual physical brother, Mary's son, is written by one of the contemporaries of Jesus. He didn't believe in Jesus before the crucifixion and the resurrection, but after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to him and he became a believer. And, and these books of the New Testament were uh, codified by these ecumenical councils. The ecumenical councils also, and this is real important, they also were dealing with a lot of heresies out there. And you say, what is a heresy? Well, a heresy is a teaching that is so out of line with the fundamentals of the Christian faith that their doctrines, their doctrines are those things that are out of line with who, what God says in his word. And they're clearly out of line with how uh, Jesus presented himself as Jesus was and as Jesus was understood by the writers of the New Testament. And they're out of line with God's word. And one of the things that came out of these ecumenical councils are called creeds. Now, I'm not a creedalist, and what does that mean? We're not talking about Credence Clearwater Revival. I know many of you out there, when you're listening to me, that's the first thing you think of. No, that was a, a really good rock group back in the 70s and 60s and 80s, but that's not who we're talking about. What we're talking about is a creed is a 
statement of faith that kind of spells out the ecumenical council belief. The first major creed was the Nicene Creed, and it actually spanned two ecumenical councils, and they they wrote it, and then they came back together later on in another council in Constantinople, and they revised it, and that is called the Nicene Creed. And it's important because it spells out fundamental New Testament teachings. The one I want to present to you today is the Apostles' Creed. And it's shorter. I think it real quickly lays out some fundamentals of the Christian faith. And even though I'm not a creedalist, I can tell you that the Apostles' Creed is in line with the Word of God. I tend to not ever depend on anything that's extra extra biblical for my walk. I I want you to begin to study the Bible. I want you to begin to know the Bible. I want you, as you study and know the Bible, for you to come to your own understandings of scripture. And uh, those understandings I know will be led to, you'll be led by the Holy Spirit to uh, know and to understand, and you'll begin to see them. I believe in the priesthood of the believer. I believe each believer walks with God and God reveals himself through the Holy Spirit and by the word of God, and they come to an understanding of who God is. And that understanding is common among believers because it's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same word of God. And so when you put those two together, they tend to lead each believer into an understanding of who God is. And I don't believe in, well, extra biblical writing. I don't believe in canons. I don't believe in creeds. Now, that doesn't mean that I think that they're always wrong. I just don't believe in them. I don't believe in living my life by creed. I believe in living my life by the word of God. I don't believe in, I don't believe in things that are extra biblical. Now, are books that are written by Christians about certain things uh, bad? No, they're not. But oftentimes we base our whole faith off of something somebody else wrote about their own walk with God. And what you're doing is you're depending on them for your relationship with God and you're not walking in it yourself. And they can be very useful. They can be very helpful. In my life, there have been many writers and writings that have been real helpful in me developing and understanding who God is, but they are not the source of my understanding of God. The source of my understanding of God is God's word. They're just extra. They're they they help me see God's word from a, a new and different perspective, maybe one that I didn't see before. That being said, the word of God's important. The Apostle Creed says this, I believe in God. It starts out saying a hill to die on. By the way, that's the that's one of the important hills to die on. Faith in God, faith alone is the most important thing. And believe here, to believe in God, to trust in God, to hope in God, to place your faith in God. Faith, hope, trust, believe is the idea. It's the fundamental of the Christian faith. They say, I believe in God. And then they spell out each aspect of God, the Father Almighty. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And we believe that God's sovereign over heaven and earth, that he was in the beginning, meaning he didn't have a beginning. He, he exists beyond his creation. He is, an, he is a being that exists in all time and in all space. He's omnipresent and he's all powerful and he's all knowing. And so we believe that he is beyond his creation. And when it says he's the creator of heaven and earth, he's sovereign over the heaven and earth. And, and then they say they believe in Jesus Christ, his only son. And our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, Mary, notice, we believe that's a fundamental of the faith. That's a hill to die on, that Jesus was born of a virgin, that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is the only son of God and that he is our Lord. 
All those are hills to die on. Those are things that are fundamental to the Christian faith. And if you don't believe those things and you don't walk in those things, well, you're going to be walking in ignorance and you're going to be walking in darkness because those are keys to the faith. And he, he says he suffered under Pontius Pilate. We believe that he physically suffered before he was crucified. We believe in his physical presence on the earth that he was conceived in a woman's womb and that woman's name was Mary and that she was a virgin. She'd not known a man before that and that Jesus was uh, was born of both spirit and he was born of flesh and he was 100% God and 100% man. These are all hills to die on. That he was crucified, that he was dead, and that he was buried. We believe that. This is the gospel, the Bible says, that Jesus died according to the scriptures, was buried according to the scriptures, and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Though That's a hill to die on. It says he descended into hell. Uh, meaning that he went down into Sheol and he won a prize. The Bible clearly indicates that. The Bible indicates that Jesus uh, uh, sent his spirit to the Father. He says, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Body went into the grave and that his soul went down to Sheol and he won a prize. These are fundamentals to the faith. This is what we, we believe. And then on the third day, he rose again from the dead. We believe that Jesus Christ is a resurrected man, that he was dead buried and rose again on the third day. Fundamentals to the faith. That's a fundamental. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. This is These are fundamentals of the faith. He sits at the right hand of the Father and he is King of kings and Lord of lords in heaven right now. And that he is going to both judge the living and the dead. He is the ultimate arbiter because he paid for uh, the universe. He paid for the sin of the world in his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. Fundamentals of the faith. You see how they're fundamental? They are. I believe in the Holy Spirit. He says, and it says in the Holy Catholic Church, and the word Catholic means the universal church, which means he says, I believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We don't reject the Holy Spirit. Some teachings and there's some cults that don't believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe the Holy Spirit is the power and the presence of God here in, in creation and beyond creation. The Catholic Church, we're not talking about the Roman Catholic Church. Catholic means universal. We believe in the universal church. I believe that the bride of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, exists all around the world and that his spirit's actively wooing those who are a part of that all the time and that he's constantly at work in his church. I believe in that. I believe in the communion of the saints. I believe in the fellowship of the saints. I believe in us coming together and celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ in holy communion. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. That's what it says here. We believe in the forgiveness of sins. Obviously, that Jesus died and he died for the sins of the whole world. And we believe in that. He says the resurrection of the body, that one day we'll be resurrected and that we'll be given brand new bodies. We believe in that's a fundamental of the faith and life everlasting or life eternal. Amen. And so as you read the Apostles' Creed throughout it, there's just, it's a succinct spelling out of many of the hills to down in the Christian faith. And that's what the Christian faith is ultimately about. It's about understanding and it's about understanding what are the fundamental principles of God, believing in those things, believing in what God has said to you, believing in what God has revealed to you and making them a part of your life and making them such a part of your life that your life is based on those things. And so there are going to be things that I tell you that are hills to down. Likewise, 
There are going to be things that I tell you that are not hills to die on. There are things that we just disagree about. And that's why you have so many different groups of people in the Christian faith who believe uh, varied things and uh, have varied understanding of things. And some of those things are important to them. Some of those things are important to their walk, but they're not fundamental to the faith. They're not orthodoxy that has to be followed in order to really be evangelical Christians. It, it's just not one, it's, they're just not one of those things that have to be there. And uh, you go, what are those things? How you do a worship service, how worship services are organized. Those aren't orthodox things. Those, there's some things that probably need to be fundamental to it. The word of God needs to be involved in it. There has, needs to be some worship of God involved in it. It needs to involve Christians coming together and meeting together and doing that worship. But ultimately, how that's spelled out and where you can go all around the world and go into churches in different places all around the world, and you will see God worshiped in so many different and unique and wonderful ways. And, and none of them are wrong, and none of the things they're doing are necessarily bad. And so we wouldn't ever say that's a hill to die on. And some of the things that some denominations and some churches believe, and they hold them as hills to die on, they're quite clearly not hills to die on. Because anything that the Bible uh, doesn't say, this is important, this is fundamental. The, it, anything that the Bible doesn't uh, speak to exactly straightforwardly, they're not hills to die on. And they're not the fundamentals of the faith. And they're subject to each and every believer reading, each and every believer searching out God, each and every believer understanding what God's got to say and coming to their own uh, place where they have their own beliefs on those hills that we are not to die on. Those are the hills that we don't die on. Those are hills that each one of us may have in our own life, and they may be fundamental to the way we live. But the truth is that the Bible doesn't uh, speak to that directly. And the Bible says that we're not to add to or take away from Scripture. And anything out there that's not clearly spelled out in Scripture is fundamental to the Those are things that we have to walk with God in and our own uniqueness and walk with Him and understand them on our own. And that's why I believe in the priesthood of the believer, because I believe that each believer is a high priest. And, and uh, we're all made, as the book of the Revelation says three times, we're all kings and priests before him. We're a royal priesthood, which means we have royal royalty in our blood because Jesus has given us his blood. And we have, we're a priesthood, which means we have direct access to the Holy of Holies. We can go and be with God and walk with God on our own, and we can come to our understandings of God on our own. But those understandings do have to fall in line with what the Word of God has to say, and that's what makes a hill to die on. I hope you will find your hills to die on. You'll figure that out. And uh, they're important for you because they're they're, they're the uh, foundation of what you believe. And I want you to have those hills to down and I want you to know what they are and I want you to be able to walk in them. And uh, you, when you walk in them, you have a great foundation and that foundation is ultimately Jesus Christ. I pray that you'll have that as you go today and that you'll find them and seek them out and know them in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.